I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ, and this recording is being provided for October the 17th. May I invite your attention to the Old Testament book of Joshua. The book of Joshua is about that time period after the death of Moses. Joshua is promoted by God as the new leader of Israel. God is with him and with the nation and has promised to lead them in victory into the land of Canaan. First, challenge Jericho. Have your Bible ready in Joshua chapter 6. Here is the scene. The Israelites are encamped at Gilgal. After the first Passover in this territory, they eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan. Joshua has been prepared by God for this bold takeover of Jericho. We're going to read the account in Joshua chapter 6. This is the account of the Israelites receiving from God victory over Jericho. The first part is God telling Joshua what he and the people are to do. I'm reading now the first five verses in Joshua chapter 6. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war, going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. That's Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. Continuing at verse 6, Joshua speaks to the priest, telling them what the plan is. Verse 6, So Joshua the son of Nun called the priest and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. Verse 7, the people are addressed. And he said to the people, Go forward, march around the city, and let the armed men pass before the ark of the Lord. And just as Joshua had commanded the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord went forward, blowing the trumpets with the ark of the covenant of the Lord following them. The armed men were walking before the priest who were blowing the trumpets, and the rear guard was walking after the ark while the trumpets blew continually. But Joshua commanded the people, You shall not shout, 
or make your voice heard, neither shall any word go out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout. Then you shall shout. I want us to continue the reading in Joshua chapter 6 at verse 11 over through verse 27. So he caused the ark of the Lord to circle the city, going about it once, and they came into the camp and spent the night in the camp. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord, and the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord walked on, and they blew the trumpets continually. And the armed men were walking before them, and the rear guard was walking after the ark of the Lord while the trumpets blew continually. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned into the camp. So they did for six days. On the seventh day they rose early at the dawn of the day and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only at that time, on that day, that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priest had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall live, because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But you keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction, lest when you have devoted them, you take any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing of destruction and bring trouble upon it. But all silver and gold and every vessel of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. Verse 20. So the people shouted, and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout, and the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. Then they devoted all in the city to destruction, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep, and donkeys, with the edge of the sword. But to the two men who had spied out the land, Joshua said, Go into the prostitute's house and bring out from there the woman and all who belong to her as you swore to her. So the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and mother and brothers and all who belonged to her. And they brought all her relatives and put them outside the camp of Israel. And they burned the city with fire and everything in it, only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. But Rahab, the prostitute in her father's household, and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. And she has lived in Israel to this day, 
because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Verse 26, Joshua laid an oath on them at that time, saying, Cursed before the Lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds this city, Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn shall he lay its foundation, and at the cost of his youngest son shall he set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. Looking back over this historical account of the fall of Jericho, what stands out is the strange strategy of this encounter. That may be the first thing that occurs to you. Armed men, seven priests blowing ram's horns, the ark, the rear guard, the caravan that circled Jericho day after day, God's normal pattern of work is through the instrumentality of his people, but sometimes he tests his people. He asks his people to do what men would never even think of. Only those with rich belief in God will do those strange things because they know obedience to God is always good and right and will have a positive outcome. No matter no matter what military tactics were considered state-of-the-art in that day, no matter what the people of Jericho or other observers might have thought about what the Israelites were doing, if God gives this plan, the plan is perfect and calls for an obedient response on the part of the people. I want to point out three things about this from Joshua chapter 6. Number one, Joshua gave the instructions exactly as they came from God. Joshua didn't take God's instructions and revise, adapt, omit, edit, or add. Jericho was destroyed in accordance with the instructions God gave to Joshua, which Joshua gave to the people just as they came from God. Men have no right to change anything God has said. It is presumptuous to add to it, take from it, leave something out, or revise anything. Joshua gave the instructions exactly as they came from God. Number two, the promise to Rahab was kept. That's in verse 17. In ordinary wartime, it may seem acceptable to men to deceive, to lie, and make promises you don't keep, not with the battles and conquest given by God. The two spies had promised safety to Rahab. The scarlet cord was there, and that promise was honored. Number three, silence in verse 10. Think about being silent for six days. Have you ever done that? And then add to that this circumstance. Their lips were not to speak a word while marching moving with lots of people. There were soldiers and children to keep track of and a route to follow. Likely, 
hearing the taunts of the citizens of Jericho looking on from the top of the wall, it seems to men to be bizarre, a silent attacking force. Silence before God. Silence may have been one of the hardest parts of the instructions to keep. Let's give a few minutes' attention to Joshua's oath at the end of chapter 6, verses 26 and 27. Joshua laid an oath on them at that time, saying, Cursed before the Lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds this city, Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn shall he lay its foundation, and at the cost of his youngest son shall he set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. Joshua, I believe, is speaking from God in giving this oath when he issues this curse, directed to anyone who would think of rebuilding Jericho. The curse would bring upon the rebuilder consequences within his family. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. For further study, would you please turn to Hebrews 11.30? Other takeaways. Please, Hebrews 11.30, a very brief statement that summarizes the victory God gave to his people and their part in receiving that victory. Hebrews 11, verse 30, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. God gave them the victory. But remember, what God gives must be received by the busy hands of obedient faith. Obedient faith gets us well into and keeps us in the pathway forward with God toward good results. We can achieve the victories God wants us to achieve if we will just, may I put it this way, shut up and do what God says. We don't need to receive instruction from God, then evaluate it, judge it, see what we think, revise it, do an opinion poll, edit or omit. Our submission before the sovereign God is seen when we just shut up and do what he says. Talking back to God or questioning his will among ourselves is a betrayal of trust in him. It may sound crude, but this is it. Shut up and do whatever God says. The plan was laid out perfectly, simple, implicit cooperation on Israel's side was essential to success. The greater the obstacle, the greater our faith must be. All of those preliminaries and disciplines and memorials back in Joshua chapter 3, 4, and 5, they all had a purpose. The people were put in position to focus their faith, strengthen their courage, and concentrate their attention on doing what God said, rather than common military strategy. The city of Jericho was a huge fortified city with a well-trained military. The greater the obstacle, the greater our faith must be in God, faith that is accompanied by obedience. 
What obstacle do you face in your life? What's, what's holding you back, keeping you from the salvation and hope God offers in Christ? What hinders you from full participation in the Lord's work? What has way too much of your time and attention? What sin hinders you from full service to God and others? We commend to you the faith of Joshua and the people who followed God's instructions. Thank you for listening.